Hi, this is Mark from the Daily Ride Podcast. Uh, everyone who subscribes gets to go to heaven. Everyone who doesn't, straight to hell. Wow, really laying it on thick there. Uh, okay. I'm going to have things bullshit anyway. Right, no, I know, I know. I've been... All right, just trying they, to get them They to might not know that. Okay, all right. Wow. Yeesh. <laughs> Subscribe and tell a friend. Hey, you're listening to Mark and Francois do the Daily Ride podcast for Wednesday, February 13th, 2019. And even though a girl's voice is way sexier, they're still putting the commute in commuter entertainment. Coffee off the top. So it doesn't uh, go flying. Today, it's just Today's today's episode is going to be very special uh, because unlike last week's episode, this episode uh, will be recorded all the way through. Mm. Yeah. It's too bad though because last. You know where we lost it last time? Where? Like that was it. Oh really? Like three seconds. It's too. Uh, I don't know it, what happened. It's too bad because if I recall correctly, it was our funniest episode ever. It was quite possibly the funniest. Yeah. Yeah, the funniest. I, I mean, I, yeah. I literally sure. nearly swerved funniest? into oncoming traffic. I was laughing Definitely so hard. Definitely the most controversial. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so how are you this week? Whoopa! <laughs> Whoopa! Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> well, that was some good pod, Dad. Moving on with life. Uh, What's going on I'm, in the world today? I'm learning about postmodernism. Okay, that sounds boring. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> what's that? Uh, well, it's you know that you've heard of Jordan Peterson, of course. Sure have. Because uh, he is all the rage in fashionable circles. Uh, yep. And some unfashionable ones too. Yeah. Well, in fact, he's all the rage in unfashionable circles, actually. Yes. Uh, so he's always going on he's and on. You should be accountable for yourself. Yeah, it's a pretty radical claim. Lots of things aren't most people's fault but your own. <laughs> yeah, it's a fairly audacious uh, statement. I don't know. Uh, so, he okay. uh, he says, don't, uh, don't you know, his big uh, thesis is, don't try go changing the world if you can't keep your room clean. Sure, yeah, you I've know? heard that. Yeah. Uh, I, I can keep my room clean now. Well, then I wasn't can, always able then, to. Then you can begin to change in the world. <laughs> I wasn't always able to, but I can now. I'm better at it now. Well, good. That's weird. You know, that's one of those things where I was like, I'm never going to fucking do that. See, when yeah. I grow up, yeah. when I grow up, my room's going to be a great big mess. Well, and I don't know at what point, but like, the, the mess drives me insane now. <laughs> you know, and I don't know at what point that switch flips for a human being. But it flipped for me. Yeah, it's called well, growing up. You know, people don't do that anymore. It's old-fashioned. It's antiquated. People don't grow up anymore. They're fucking teenagers until they're 60, and then they drop dead from all the stupid things they did. Well, fucking grow up, people. Uh, people need to grow up. God damn. That's another thing uh, old JP is saying. He's saying, grow up. I um, think I'm, I'm just, like, a little bit 
you know, he, he gets a little preachy at some point. At some oh, he's time. totally preachy because he's a big theist. Sure. Uh, but, you know, if you can't... Uh, <laughs> big honking theist. <laughs> he's a big honking Just theist. Just waving away in the wind there. <laughs> That's right. You show your theist in public? <laughs> he totally does. Okay. Um, I, I don't know that he's necessarily a particularly hardcore theist. I think his ideas wrap more around the notion that, you know, religion, religions in general, not any one specific religion, but the idea of religion in general... Provides a good framework. Well, yeah, is the product of, you know centuries upon centuries of working out what things work it's not 100% sure, but yeah. it but it has some it has some basis in trial and error and gotcha okay yeah and that you throw out the good bits of it at your peril sure you know it's sort of like but saying it's like but you know like but that would be a retarded notion for someone to think that like well, I'm an atheist, therefore I don't think it's wrong to kill. You know, like I don't think it's wrong to kill anybody. But the Bible says, "Thou shalt not kill." I don't have to listen to that. I right. don't believe in God. Right, but people do think that. They well, do people, have that notion. Do you think people think that about atheists? Oh, I think or they do you think, think that, that about atheists all atheists. Think that themselves. No, no, no. Because I think I think people, all different people, think that about all different things. For example, uh, Thomas Jefferson. It's very generalized. Thomas term. Jefferson. Yes, Thomas Jefferson had slaves. Sure. Right. Yeah. Therefore, everything he said was wrong. Okay. It's that sort of fallacy. Okay, but it, I don't think everything religion says is wrong. No, I know, but but people people often throw out the baby with the bathwater, and that's what he's saying. He's saying. That, but do they though? Do, yes. Like, do they though? Do you hear atheists like just going? You know. Uh, I hear. Uh, I hear, no, uh, I don't hear atheists doing it. Well, I do sometimes, but <laughs> but there's you know there's sort of in a funny way there, in my mind. Yeah. And maybe I'm completely wrong, but there are two kinds of atheists, and okay. there's probably many more than two kinds. But there, but but they generally. But for this example, there are two <laughs> kinds of atheists. <laughs> but uh, but they fall sort of Count. generally generally into two categories. Yes. Uh, atheists who are uh, who are nihilists, in other words, throw out everything. Yeah. You know, not only is atheism wrong, but but true. There's no truth. There's no you know. Oh, I I don't know if I've ever met a person who's actually like that. Every communist you've ever met. Every communist. Every, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Oh yeah. Well, There's I mean, it's no a hypocrit. Truth. It's a hypocritical stance. I mean, I've stance. heard people say I'm no truth, but it had nothing to do with their atheism. Hmm. There can be people who don't believe in truth who are also theists, but I bet you will find that there's not many. And the reason why is, is because theists or people who believe in gods and believe in the dogma held forth believe in that and think that is the truth. Okay. Fair enough. So if you've rejected truth as your premise, well, then you would naturally reject religion. Okay, but wouldn't you, wouldn't you argue that that's a little bit different from atheism, in a sense, if you're rejecting truth? I'm just saying that they are, they can coexist. I would, I would come up with a different word for that. No, no, I'm just saying that they could coexist. 
for example, if you if you don't believe there is truth, stick a different label on those suckers. I'm sorry, but you have to st- if when it comes to that particular. I mean, atheism doesn't describe me in any other way. And Except, you don't believe in God. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Okay? So that's all that means. Right. It means I don't subscribe to a religion, and I don't think there is an Even. all-powerful... Yes, exactly. And I don't think there is an all-powerful being that uh, set the mighty universe in, in motion. Well, and then that, what did that? And, and I certainly don't believe that there's a personal God that... Because I'm ultimately, I'm agnostic about what, you know, set everything in motion. Sure. But... But I, but I certainly don't believe there's a personal God involved in our daily affairs. I don't believe in an afterlife. I don't believe, you know, in all those things that are handed down by theology. So in that sense... So you just believe after we're dead that there's nothing. That's the one that always gets me. Yes, like, yes, in fact, yes. It's like, so there's just nothing. I believe it's like, exactly like yeah. before you were born. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> exactly like before you were born. A whole lot of nothing. That's right. A whole lot of nothing <laughs> just, going on. They just can't like, like. Well, it is a difficult concept for nothing. people. Nothing. It is a difficult concept for people. I mean, I, actually, I don't believe that there's nothing. I think the whole universe goes spinning without me. That's what I believe. Sure. I'm nothing. Right. I go into dust and no longer have a consciousness. But that would mean that I'm not really important in the grand scheme of things. Well, it would signify that to some degree. <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah. So, but that's all that atheism describes about me. It doesn't describe anything about my morality. Sure. You know, whether I believe there's right and wrong. It doesn't it doesn't describe any of that. It just says I don't believe in an almighty being. Sure. Or a supreme consciousness or anything like that. Flying spaghetti monster. I don't believe in the flying spaghetti monster either. Okay. So, because I've heard some pretty good evidence, uh, you know, know, but whatever. Well, you know, the problem is you can't get a fix on it because it's always behind something when you go looking for it. Right, yeah, it's always hiding. Yeah, it's always hiding. It's a problem. You try to snack around the corner, try to sneak around the corner, you see, like, you hear something, sounds like flying spaghetti. I I thought I saw a noodle tendril once. Yeah, it sounds sounds like flying spaghetti. You peek around as fast as you can. No, even you get a friend to help you. No, it doesn't seem to work. To check behind it. They move on to the next time. But uh, there's at least as much evidence for the flying spaghetti monster as there is for any sort of supreme deity. Sure. Okay. But that's all that describes about me. And so it's it can be if you're someone who doesn't believe in truth, you know, now I believe that there's... So that, should we you know, form a different sect of atheism? That, uh, well, no. <laughs> that splits up yeah, the original and, and, and kill each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be human. That would be human of us. Because uh, I'm, I'm strangely compelled to do that. <laughs> kill all the... Kill all the irrational atheists. <laughs> we will be the rational atheists. And they will be the irrational atheists. I guess, I guess that's what it boils down to. So... So, you know, if you're, yeah, that's right, if you're, if you believe in r- rationality, yes. and that we can know the universe through rationality, yes. believe in the scientific method, all those things that deliver, I mean, Foucault, who's one of the, Gensutite. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Foucault, Michael Foucault, <laughs> who's one of the pri- pre- premier or, or sort of preeminent uh, postmodernist sure. says that there is no such thing as knowledge. Knowledge is a sham. 
you know, that's a, an epistemological belief. You know, he doesn't think that there can be any knowledge because if there can't be any truth, how can there be any knowledge? You know, you know knowledge requires that there be some truths to know. A, isn't that a tautology? Uh, I'm not he's sure. He's starting with the premise that there can't be any truth. Right, and he's making the deduction then, that therefore there can't be any knowledge, but one doesn't in, insist upon the other. It, well, yeah, it does. Well, the, that's what well, he's saying. That's what right. the deductive reasoning tells him. But that's deductive right, exactly. reasoning, not a tautology, is it? No, that's a, well, I think that's because when you assume the... A tautology is when you assume the... The conclusion, the in, conclusion the premise. in the premise. But not when the not when the premise... Well, I guess the premise is knowledge in that one, but he's assuming a faulty conclusion... He's assuming a faulty premise or a premise he hasn't fleshed out to conclude his other premise. Yeah. Well, this is where I he was going. He can't know about this his own knowledge. This is exactly where I was going with yeah, this. Way to go, ma. This is that's exact. No, no, that's good. That's that's exactly. Way to bury where, the lead, mom. That's exactly where I was going because Spoiler. the point is, <laughs> if you don't believe that there's any knowledge or any truth, well, then your statement is meaningless. Sure. Right. It's right. it's clearly and patently false. There. You know, there are truths. Yeah. Uh, you may not Although, know them, and they may be difficult to I know. Find, I find that less troubling, though, <laughs> like people who think that there are zero truths than people who think that truth is subjective. I find that more problematic. Uh, you know, like just from a behavior standpoint. But in some sense, they're saying the same thing, aren't they? They're saying there is no truth because truth is... Um, uh, truth uh, is what's true. I mean, you know, unless you, you know, here it we're back. Here it, we're back. Here we're back to defining terms again, right? So, what is truth? That depends you know, on what your meaning of the word is. Is, is. is. that's right. Thank you very much, Bill Clinton, <laughs> my, my favorite postmodernist of all time, who believes that there is some interpretation of the word of is. the word is. So, uh, how would you define is in a state of being? Yeah, yeah, ex existing. Yeah, right. uh, Existing in a state, you know, uh, existing in any form, I guess. Okay. Uh, like, or <laughs> or as a reflection of truth, a truth. Sure. Okay. Uh, an objective truth, by the way, not a subjective truth. Right. Uh, but that's not what a postmodernist would, or Foucault, anyway. I'm sure there's all all flavors of postmodernists <clears throat> but that's not what Foucault Foucault says that there's that there's no truth there's no way there is no truth he doesn't say there's no way to know truth he says there is no truth and there is no way to and because there's no truth you can't possess knowledge sure. uh, because knowledge is the concurrence with your your beliefs with truth with reality and objective reality it's the you know okay. the, and so that, then he realized that, that by concur. saying that he had gained more knowledge about the world and vanished in a puff of logic yes <laughs> yes exactly so okay thank you Douglas Adams <laughs> <laughs> all right mm. cool so anyway so I've been I've been reading about these guys and I've been thinking about about them True. So, but I think there's, I, I think there's, I think there's atheists who believe in rationality, who okay. believe you can know the world in a rational way, 
who are who believe that there are truths to be known. Okay. And there are atheists who who for whom atheism is a consequence of their belief that there is no truth. Okay. You know, they they're they're right, okay. Yeah. So that yeah, I mean, you know, if you believe that nothing is true, uh, that leads you to all sorts of ridiculous conclusions. Gotcha. Not that atheism is one of those ridiculous conclusions. It can lead you to some truths as well. Right, yes. Uh, but by accident. Right, not by intention. Okay. All right, I'm with you now. All right. And that concludes our segment on postmodernism. <laughs> yeah. For more information. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, where, where, where would you go? So, the, you, <laughs> where do you go from there? Yeah, you would go to Foucault, <laughs> Foucault. Derrida, and one other guy whose I think name you're I, just making things no, up. No, that's his name, Derrida. That's he's one of the big Foucault, Derrida, Fitzsimmons. He's one of the big uh, postmodern philosophers. Anyway, Jordan Peterson is pushing against that, and it's a very popular notion the, that there is nothing true because. Because, because it allows it a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it allows people to put forward a lot of sort of uh, irrational claims, irrational ideas. Sure. You know, once you've dispensed with truth, you can say anything and no one can disagree. Sure. Uh, I was listening to, yeah, every opinion becomes fact, in a way. Or every you fact know. becomes an opinion, moreover. In other words, there are no facts. Right. They're right, only right. opinions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to some old George, uh, George Carlin bits. Yeah. And uh, he ended one of them. He was talking about your, the difference between rights and privileges, you know, because he says, in this country, you know, you have no rights. They're made up. You know, they're, they, they were invented. Somebody decided we came up with them, you know, and you'd say, where do, you, where do your rights come from? And, uh, you know, he was saying, well, a lot of people would say your rights come from God. Well, if that's the case, you've got a bunch of countries with a bunch of different, you know, in their original rights, they had, you know, like, let's take our original rights, for instance. We had ten original rights, and I guess God must have been fucking up a lot that day because we had to add, you know, 17 more onto them, you know, because he forgot about slavery and stuff like that. just slipped his mind. But then he goes on to say, like, all these other countries, you know, Great Britain had 13 original rights and, you know, this country had 26. Why? What kind of God <laughs> gives a whole bunch of different people a whole bunch of different rights? You know, but it's well, not that. Well, that is the beauty of God, and that is, of course, the, one of the key problems with it, right? Right. Uh, the argument goes to the interpreter. Right. You know, whoever, uh, whoever has the ear of God yes. uh, wins the day. But his... his uh, but he was more making the point that you have that all the rights in this country are essentially privileges that we've decided are important to us, you know? Right. We've chosen for ourselves. Sure. Uh, and he said, uh, and he said, you know, like, if you have the, if somebody comes up to you and says they have the right to their opinion, you say, well, I have the right to mine, and my opinion is that your opinion's bullshit, and then shoot him in the face and go home. That sounds like George Carlin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My baby said, <laughs> Did you see Carlin? I did, live, yeah. Uh, at the Flynn. Also saw Lewis Black. 
Yeah. And I also saw Louis C.K. You, you and I saw here. Louis Black. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I was there. Louis Black? Yeah, I think Maybe you, you went to see him like another time. Because I certain I went, and I don't know if I went with you. I definitely. Your I mom went with, and I definitely went. I went with Ian to Carlin. Yeah, and I that went. I remember. Because I, we got those tickets. Yeah. And I was like, I've only got two tickets. Oh, you're yeah. a good dad. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that would be, you know, you know uh, that's a that's a, a sort of a, a seminal comedian of the age. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Am I using that word seminal right? Yeah, if you mean covered in semen. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that what you meant? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. It's <laughs> certainly you, important. <laughs> <laughs> Deserve to be covered in semen, well, certainly. Covered in semen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so uh, I saw him, saw Louis Black. Uh, the only one that I'd really like to see that I haven't yet is uh, Hannibal Burris. I think that'd be a fun show. I guess that makes Bukaki the seminal form of <laughs> porn. <laughs> seminal form of, uh, <laughs> of acknowledgement. Uh, yes. <laughs> Good one. Uh, yeah, uh, Hannibal Burris, gotta see him. Oh, yeah, yeah, so that's I'm, missing from our oh, list. Oh, and uh, I'd also like to see John Mulaney. I think that'd be... And that, that I don't one, like him as much. I, I, I mean, I find him funny when I hear him, but not... Not, not as hour. much. Not for an hour. <laughs> yeah, I like him in small doses. He was one of the voices in uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Never heard of that. Never seen that. It's a big... Uh, so... Okay, well, I saw Into the Spider-Verse. Spoilers, everybody! <laughs> Get ready! That's right. Switch to another podcast <laughs> Because now. this is you're, actually a current movie that, we're, you're about <laughs> that to, we're about to talk about. You're about to watch Into the Spider-Verse. But I saw Into the Spider-Verse, uh, and it was good. It was a good movie. And the big, kind of the big deal about it was uh, that it's animated. Uh, and it was just doing crazy good in theaters. Okay. Uh, and it was sort of like, I hadn't really heard Is it. Is it sort of that Japanese style? I mean, all anime, um, obviously, takes no, its form largely from... It's uh, it's not really... No, it's not anime. It's sort of a Everybody different... in anime looks like that guy from Pokemon to me. Yeah, that's because everybody in anime looks the same. They're, you know, all, they get, they they get, they're all based off a, you know, a Japanese uh, idea of perfection. For their characters, uh, and they all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was grossly generalizing to Japanese people. But, sure. <laughs> but they all look the same, so I gotta assume they that, do all look the same. Uh, you know, they probably say the same. <laughs> I look at they you, probably say the same thing about our comic books. Like every superhero, same chiseled features. Every you know, perhaps like, yeah, yes, you perhaps. Know? Uh, so I think you could say that about anyone. Uh, but but I literally I see anime come up and I think boy, gotta playing, catch them they're, all they're playing this film everywhere <laughs> every so, time I turn on an anime it's the same one so uh, so anyway no this is more done it's it was sort of done as a it was kind of unique in the way that it was done in fact it was a, a sort of a 3D animation that was done over in like uh, they traced it over 
in certain parts to make it look more like a comic book. Sure. So okay. the whole movie looks like a moving comic book. Okay. Uh, sort of like that aha video. Take on yes. me. Yeah, exactly like that aha video, with the exception that you can see what's going on underneath yes. as well, so that, you know, it's color and, you know, kind of three-dimensional. Um, but uh, but very cool animation, for starters. Yeah. Um, they sort of threw out the... They sort of... Um, they threw out a lot of things. Like, so, for instance, you can read comic book panels at certain points in the movie uh, during the movie. You know, so when you hear, like, his inner monologue, it pops up in those boxes that sort of signify sure. an inner monologue. You know, like, so it's kind of cool. Like, he flicks something, and it makes the flick, you know, the flick words come out of his fingers as he's sure. doing it. Uh, so it's, you know, it's kind of fun in that way. Visually, it's interesting. <clears throat> but the story was good. And uh, and I can't remember where I was going with this. What was I saying? Uh, in, something in, about something anime? In, something about something? No, it was into the Spider-Verse that... Something about yeah. that movie. I saw that movie and it was good. I guess that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> that. I went to the store. I bought as many spoilers in that as I thought they were going to be. I went to the store. I bought a tomato. It was good. Yeah. I'm bad at storytelling. I hated it. It was good. Uh, no. Oh, I was explaining to you why it did so well. Uh, like I, But I, I, I actually don't. It was visually entertaining and the story was good. And I think that's why it did so well. Because like this was an animated movie. And historically. Then we were talking about comedians. Yeah, John Mulaney's in it. That's where I was going with it. Uh, anyway. Yeah, okay. So, but uh, but they the base the premise of the movie is that uh, basically a wormhole opens up in New York City, uh, opened by the Kingpin, and he and all is these. Is it part of that universe? Uh, no, not really. Diff- sort different of Kingpin. A, different. Yeah, it was just, it's it's it was its own thing. Gotcha. <laughs> but he. Um, but he opens up a wormhole, and all these Spider-Men <laughs> from different Spider-Verses uh, enter uh, this one. It's an entirely universe. Jewish universe that opens Spider-Man. up. Yeah, the Spider-Mans. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. <laughs> Parker's his middle name. Uh, <clears throat> so the wormhole opens up, and all these different Spider-Men flow into uh, this one universe, uh, where the Spider-Man is Miles Morales, okay. uh, and uh, he, and they basically all have to help him defeat the thing. But they're they're voiced by a bunch of different people. Nicolas Cage does Noir Spider-Man, okay, which is like sort of a, he's a Spider-Man that fights Nazis, okay, Hard, uh, hardcore dick, hard yeah, wears the fedora, oh, yeah, big okay. long jacket, yeah, yeah. black and white. He's always black and white, even in the color universe. Uh, and uh, like a trench coat, where's a trench coat? Is that? <clears throat> uh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, another one of the Spider-Men is Peter Porker, uh, which is a pig slash spider. It's a, actually a spider that was bitten by a radioactive pig, and uh, now he's got. Uh, You're saying this is popular in the? Uh... Uh, it's just just watch the movie. It's, it's good. <laughs> and uh, and that's the one that John Mulaney does the voice for. Got it, Peter yeah. Porker. Yeah, because he's sort of like. It's weird, like, whatever traits they had in their other universe, they bring with them into the real one. So, you know, like, Peter Porker can just, like, whip out a giant hammer 
and you know. Oh, I get it, ham. Yeah. Right, hammer. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, but he's more cartoony. You know. You're welcome back there. And uh, <laughs> one of my favorite jokes in the whole movie was uh, was they're all up on the ceiling in his like dormitory room, and uh, they're all kind of grouped together. And then finally, the roommate looks up to see them all, and uh, John Mulaney, Peter Porker turns to the other ones and he goes, can animals talk in this universe? I don't want to freak him out. <laughs> and then he passes out. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, anyway, no. so the, the movie was worth seeing and it did like, I think it's made like a hundred million dollars, over a hundred million dollars at the box office, which is just like sort of unheard of for a, uh, an animated feature film. Like even the really good ones uh, don't do that well. So the people who made it are making money. Yes. Oh, are, I like that. They are making money. Yeah, because it's hard to make stuff. Yeah, and I, you spend money on that, and then you get nothing back. I sort of realize, like, it, you know, so many people rag on shitty movies and stuff like that. And I was listening to, I think it was Adam Savage the other day, and he was like, nobody ever sets out to make a shitty movie. All right, UPS, come on. You guys are usually better than this. Yeah. Really? It's you know somebody comes in last at the you know at the foot race too, and no one. Yeah, tracks. nobody starts that thing going Jesus. like I think I want to lose this thing. Yeah, you know, I get up every morning four a.m. <laughs> drive for two hours. <laughs> yeah. I could have slept in and yeah. come in last. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like nobody ever sets out to make a shitty movie. It just sort of happens by no, like circumstance or you know uh, budget restrictions or whatever. You know, but it uh, is funny. Like shitty movies do get made. Well, that's because somebody who thinks something will be a good idea is actually a bad idea. You know, like I mean, you think uh, like I'm trying to think of a really shitty movie I've seen recently. Mask of Zorro two. You know. <laughs> Something like that, where any, like, well, the first one was okay. You know, it was a little campy. Turtle, uh, turtle movie. Any? No, the first one was good. Shut up! You don't know. I'm gonna fight this battle later. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Here is on a half show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Turtle power. Right on. Right on. <laughs> <laughs>